He knows who I am. This is Enter VR, the podcast on all things virtual reality, and I'm Chris Miranda, your host. Today I'm speaking with Targem Games, uh, and these guys are the creators of Blaze Rush. Uh, Blaze Rush has been an addiction of mine for the past couple weeks, and it's a game that I'm gonna get. I gotta, you know, sorry for the long intro, but. It was a game that for a while people were, I saw on Reddit, people were saying, yeah, Blaze Rush is the shit, Blaze Rush is awesome, Blaze Rush is cool. And I used to, and I used to just look at the screenshots of the game. And the screenshot doesn't make this game any justice. Because once you play it in the Rift in DK2, it is a whole new world that is really hard to let go of. Um, and I'm really honored that I have uh, Gregory and Igor uh you know on the line all the way from russia the third capital of russia um thank you guys for coming i really appreciate your time hi chris awesome hey cool so um yeah blaze rush tell me more about this game how did it come about well um there was a old project and new project old project started all the way back in 2010, there was a some kind of competition on our local internal company forum, collecting game and ideas for uh, next uh, in-house project. To make a smaller project, uh, all borrowed by ourselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the ideas uh, which uh, we started production on was. An, rock and roll racing remake uh, but eventually this project was canned and um, after a couple of years uh, i took it over and changed some things but you can see uh, track assets uh, and uh, environment models uh, all uh, make it from the old project uh, but the focus of the game was moved to coach cop and uh, well <laughs> it's came out the way it is today yeah it really did and it's a lot of fun and um it's cool that you it's an interesting uh, um sort of uh, uh, adventure that you pictured you, you started off the project as one thing and now and then you ended up pivoting and going in a different direction why did you um, why did you change direction? Why did you decide to turn it into what it is? I was like uh, taking this old project in my hands, and, uh, and the many things in it wasn't working at all. Well, and uh, many things was uh, wasn't finished, and I was uh, the first 
thing I started doing is uh, stripping it apart and uh, throwing away all the stuff that was was or, <laughs> and wasn't working mm-hmm. good enough. And uh, I just thought that Coach Cobb is, uh, well, is the good focus for a small scope arcade game like this. Mm-hmm. Cool. And, and and right now I'm speaking to, to Igor, right? Uh, yeah. No, it's oh, Gregory. Gregory. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. So Gregory, and and so tell me more about your your specific roles. I, I, I want to know what you were in charge of, Gregory, and I want to know what you were in charge of, Igor. And I'll start with Igor. What what were you in charge of? Uh, I'm Igor, and uh, primarily uh, I'm a programmer, and uh, primarily a graphic programmer, and I'm in charge of. Um, doing some different uh, graphic stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moreover, uh, I'm in charge of a lot of engine-specific features. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, to the topic of our podcast, you know, I, I'm I've implemented all of uh, VR stuff uh, uh, from technical side. <laughs> what else? Sweet, that's awesome. And and what about you, Gregory? What did you? Uh, what were you in charge of? Uh, and I'm sure you mentioned a lot earlier, but yeah. Well, before taking over whole project, I was a fixed artist. Well, and uh, I have a, a pretty wide specialization. Mm-hmm. And uh, on Blaze Rush, I was project lead. I uh, had some ideas how to revive and finish this Kenneth project. I started with a small prototype. Then I, uh, well, <laughs> was... Uh, Move it to finish uh, the product. <laughs> yeah, I was writing tasks for people and uh, mm. uh, watching their work. <laughs> mm. And, and, and so, and I also did uh, an effects, oh, oh, cool. particle effects, <laughs> all effects in game, yeah. Awesome. Um, and I, I also want to know. Let's just let's just jump into it right now. Where, why did you guys? Because um, Blaze Rush didn't initially start as a VR project. If if I'm correct, correct me if I'm wrong. And then, yeah, yeah, of course. So you know. Started, uh, no one's heard about any VR mm-hmm. or uh, such stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, a new project, obviously, uh, as I said, was focused on Coach Corp. So uh, our perfect vision of gameplay was uh, four people sitting in one room and watching one huge screen and uh, playing. Yeah, and, and primary project was intended for PS3, mm-hmm. uh, and it was uh, our target pro- platform. Mm-hmm. And PC, we, we decided to add PC and Steam uh, a bit earlier. Mm-hmm. And why? Why try to just refresh my mind? How? Why did you decide to implement VR support? Well, because uh, we had a couple of Oculus Rift. <laughs> Uh, yeah, playing around. 
uh, and uh, I can tell you a story uh, how we occasionally implement uh, VR in mm-hmm. Blaze Rush. You know, uh, there is uh, some program called uh, Virtual PC. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is uh, when your desktop, uh, your desktop, desktop can be appeared in uh, Oculus Rift, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, I interested in that program uh, 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 and starting doing some stuff in Oculus Rift. I mean, <laughs> starting programming, and in that time I, I, I do some interesting things on Blaze Rush and run uh, Blaze Rush in uh, virtual virtual PC. It's called yeah. Mm. Uh, uh, and so uh, Blaze Rush in VR and decide, wow, it is great. You know, uh, it, it looked like a, a flat screen here mm-hmm. without any 3D effects, but it looks very interesting. And I, I thought, why not? I have to try uh, in that time we implemented blazer uh, implemented virtual reality in our uh, big project called star conflict mm-hmm. and uh, it is on the same engine as blade rush and i decided to try try move uh, virtual reality stuff to blaze rush and check how it how it looks like and you know oh, everyone see and say wow it is great so we decide to polish uh, the final stuff and you know it was uh, nearly uh, time of exit blaze rush i mean a time of release mm-hmm. and uh, it was too uh, too late to add uh, before release so we start doing this stuff after release of the game and so that's awesome. yeah that's an awesome story so then now you have vr support and is it was it difficult to implement the ui for example the the menu when you uh, well go it, into it was difficult uh, on uh, star conflict because it's a um, uh, mmo mm-hmm. game was yeah, so primary bad. project for vr was star conflict and you know if you see if you've seen them uh, you, you mentioned that there are a lot of different buttons here small text and so on mm-hmm. and the first thing for vr was uh, how to fit all of this to this small screen mm-hmm. and, and it, it's it was done on dk1 yeah, uh, and uh, even for DK1, uh, uh, we've done this in that way that everyone, uh, everything uh, can be readable. Uh, 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 and uh, after that, uh, moving this uh, all, all this technology stuff to to Blaze Rush was obvious and uh, without any problems. You know. Awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, in Blaze Rush we have now such a lot of different small texts and icons and buttons. Yeah, do you know I really the thing about Blaze Rush that really clicks for me is the vantage point that you're in. You're not, you know, you're not in the cockpit of the cars. You're not a camera hovering in third person behind the car. You're distant away enough to feel like you're 
you know, like you're controlling a remote control car on a track that is on steroids with madness and machine gun fire and missiles. It's so fun. And that vantage point, going back to that idea, the vantage point, um, do you do you think that you're you nailed a, a good formula here that you're going to be creating more gains with this? sort of, you know, a further away vantage point, like in Blaze Rush, like in Star Conflict? Or, you know, is 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 the effect of the vantage point that you have like that, does that, you know, do you think that is going to be a gimmick? What, what do you think? Well, uh, I <laughs> we was working with uh, what we had, and the boss games uh, wasn't made for... VR and wasn't even made with VR uh, support in mind uh, from the start. So uh, there you have a finished game and uh, you have to <laughs> somehow <laughs> add a, a VR to it. And uh, uh, the boss games was uh, just... Uh, we were just figuring out how to add... VR support with a game with no cockpit view and uh, uh, well <laughs> you know primary uh, the both of that game are port to VR mm -hmm. so we adapt existing game to VR uh, and try not to uh, influence much more existing stuff uh, as we can uh, not to influence uh, on that. Uh, so we do this without, almost without any additional uh, uh, resources or, or from artists or from game design. Uh, and um, of course, uh, it wasn't intended to uh, to change, uh, for example, uh, uh, main cam camera or. or Adding some cockpit, uh, adding uh, first person mode. Of course, uh, we uh, ported uh, uh, games as is. So <laughs> we can shoot here, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and does this, let me ask you this quick question. I mean, I'm wondering would the success of Blaze Rush in, and I and I wonder if the bubble is, 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 you know, is strong with me because I feel like the virtual reality community really fell in love with your game. And I wonder um, if this uh, support and clamor from the vir virtual reality community, will this have an influence in your decision-making process in the future of your future games or future content that you put out? Will you be more swayed to create more virtual reality content or are you still, you know, do you still feel like you need to be you know, focusing on desktop. Back when we started uh, working on VR support for uh, Star Conflict, uh, it felt more of a PR uh, theme, mm -hmm. like, uh, and that was time, uh, like three years ago, when everybody was talking about uh, Oculus Rift, but very few had them. And uh, it was uh, like for riding a hype wave. And uh, <clears throat> now uh, with Blade Rush, 
we definitely can see the uh, Oculus patch release on uh, uh, sales graph and uh, well, Oculus support did sold uh, pretty much some copies and uh, uh, that's mean that yeah. it works <laughs> and uh, Oculus community is uh, really great. Uh, I uh, felt like almost everyone who ever played uh, Oculus uh, demo or Laser Rush went uh, to the internet and left some feedback because amount of uh, well amount of feedback amount of reviews and comments we got after releasing uh, Oculus support was was great. Yeah, you guys deserve it. Um, friction uh, in my life. Yeah, we really released it patch just yesterday, uh, adding a couple of features. Oh man, uh, <laughs> I'm so excited! Yeah, yeah I haven't played in and a couple it, days. So the feature included a new mirror window, <laughs> so now you can easily play with your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, all right, perfect. <laughs> Thank you for adding that extra. Um, feature that's exciting, you know. But, but but yeah, there's there is a a good following of people that I've listened and mentioned your name, um, Chris Dixon with uh, uh, I think I, he's with Andreessen Horowitz. Um, a lot of the guys at Rollenberg really like your game. So yeah, that's it's a big. You know, and so what are you gonna do next? Are you gonna continue the formula of Blaze Rush, or what is what is your next project? Are you gonna are you thinking of something completely different? What's your what's your move? Well, uh, there is uh, stuff we can uh, talk about yet, uh, but uh, we definitely will add uh, Oculus support to whatever we can. Yes, because. Uh, well, uh, we had some uh, good experience in adding uh, it to a uh, well finished games, and it doesn't take that much time compared to the whole project, and it can well turn out pretty well as it did in Blaze Rush. Do you think? Um, do you think virtual reality will be a market that? Um, will grow in the future that you see yourself developing content just for that or do you think that it's gonna stay relatively similar to what it is right now and VR will be just another another smaller player in the in the game industry what do you think well uh, I don't think I, uh, developing the uh, VR uh, VR exclusive is a very good idea right now, but uh, in a couple years, well, it can be because uh, VR is not very big uh, right now, but it definitely have some very hard core uh, fans and. And the amount of that core funds is not enough for commercial success yet. Uh, but, of course, it will depend on major manufacturers uh, like Oculus and other guys. 
and uh, of consumers version uh, of all of this stuff because uh, everything that we've seen uh, uh, yet uh, it is uh, not consumers ready version so we can speak about uh, how many consumers will be uh, and will buy this uh, um, this stuff uh, and uh, uh, what install base uh, we should uh, we should imagine to to to, to potentially solve to potentially uh, solve the interview. well to be honest uh, smaller studios and smaller games uh, have to uh, push uh, their games on as much platforms as they can in order to be successful and that's mm -hmm. the reality of today and well i i think uh, they they will just uh, consider uh vr as just another platform for their games yeah yeah and, and that is our vision too and I, I want to know, you know, what does the virtual reality community look like in that part of Russia that you live in right now? Well, it's uh, forums where people are trying to figure out how to how to order it and how to get it shipped to to their location because there are always problems with that in Russia. Yeah, and you know, for example, here in Yekaterinburg, um, you haven't, I haven't seen any uh, virtual reality uh, meetups or something like this. I'm sure that uh, we have, I don't know, tens DK2 for entire city. So we, from center of Russia, it is hard to be in the center of virtual reality group. So uh, we can see uh, uh, only a group of people that uh, gather somewhere else, and we can't influence that to that uh, as we as we wish, as we as we could. Yeah, we should organize an uh, like an R Oculus Reddit meetup because you guys be celebrities there. <laughs> All the people playing plays Yeah, rush. but but, but uh, you mentioned that you organized a, a San Francisco meetup, for example. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can see that community uh, by your own, uh, but we can't. Uh, so we when, even can't estimate the amount of that community. When you, know? you say virtual reality to people over there, like how do people react right now? Mm, well, <laughs> they are uh, interested. Well, uh, it's not uh, that uh, bad, like uh, no one is uh, heard about Oculus. Well, uh, most of my well, friends and even relatives uh, uh, did try it on some expos or uh, that kind of uh, yeah, but, events. Yeah, but, but uh, very few people have uh, one in their well, uh, their own. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, and that is another community at all, of course here. Uh, so 
Yeah, it is hard to estimate. <laughs> yeah, well, you guys are at the at the vanguard at the of this of of spreading the VR community out there uh, in Yekaterinburg in Russia. Yeah, we should probably organize a meetup. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. I, mean, I I bet you get what three, four people the first time, but then it might grow to ten people the next day, and you know who knows. But there's um, I think the the only thing stopping people from being VR believers, for the most part, is having tried VR. If you if you try VR, you get it. So I think meetups are a good place to you know let people try VR. Um, but going back yeah, to maybe. yeah, go. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, hey. no, no. Okay. So right. yeah. Sorry. Let's go back to question and. Question and answer. So, um, did you guys build Blaze Rush using Unity, or did you say you built your own engine? Well, it's our in-house engine, and most of our project uh, build on it. Mm -hmm. And uh, well, <laughs> that's it. How long did it take you to build the game? Uh, well, uh, the new project, which. Uh, uh, it took uh, well uh, a year and uh, a bit more than a year uh, from the prototype to uh, PS3 and Steam release. Mm -hmm. What and uh, it, it was uh, like five or six people working on it uh, the most time. Well, it was different people. It, it was around that number. And so you said five to ten people? Five, five six, okay. seven people. What what got you to make video games in the first place? Like where did this, um, this drive to create things, you know, for people to play, like what, where did this come from for you both? And I'll start with Igor and then Gregory. Okay, uh, for me, of course, uh, <laughs> as a technical guy, uh, it starts from uh, all technical aspects. Uh, and uh, uh, I'm in charge of uh, some technical aspects. It, it's not about uh, any gameplay stuff. So, for me, it is should be <laughs> I don't know how to, to, to say, but 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 games should start from properly uh, or appropriate engine and uh, appropriate uh, feature set and so on. The question was uh, how you came into industry. Yeah, <laughs> and why? Yeah. And why are you in it? Why? Why are you doing this? Ah, sorry, uh, because, uh, uh, okay, uh, and how I came to industry, uh, you know, uh, as uh, everyone in our company, maybe, uh, we came in, in this industry without any uh, additional uh, experience, so basically we grew up uh, here in our company, uh, and uh, primarily we came there uh, with passionate uh, uh, with games and uh, uh, me too 
I'm very passionate uh, with uh, different kind of games, uh, of course. And we combine our primary, uh, I don't know, profession mm -hmm. with this passion. And so we are here. There are very few game studios around and uh, we are the bigger one. Yeah, and it is hard to find any experience. Uh, one uh, who had uh, uh, experience, especially in game development. So yeah. Wow. Well, my background was uh, commercial and uh, TV, like design. I was uh, animating some, well, like ads and uh, well TV stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was very afraid. Ah, uh, the games was my hobby back before I came mm -hmm. to Tarja. Uh, and I was very afraid to, well, making my hobby into the full-time job. Well, uh, but it turned out much better than I expected. And uh, I can say it that it's really awesome to have a, a job and a hobby, uh, well, the same thing. Yeah, that sounds really cool. What was the hardest thing about getting Blaze Rush out to market, both from the technical perspective and from the business perspective? What were the two, what were the most difficult things about those processes? Well, uh, the finishing project is... Uh, <laughs> the hardest thing you can imagine because, uh, uh, well, the time passes and uh, you have uh, a lot of stuff that not finish it and you have to decide to uh, either rip it off or uh, finish it. Well, releasing it on PS3 was uh, also pretty hard because, uh, well, uh, it's a closer platform and uh, Sony really checks everything that uh, it releases on it. From technical, st uh, from technical side, I, I, I add that uh, we decide to make uh, 60, 60 frames per second on PO3. Uh, yeah, and it was challengeable. Challengeable. Mm -hmm. Challenging. <laughs> yeah, it was challenging. <laughs> yes, I, I, yeah, I got, I understand that. Cool. So there, there is some. So I'm sure there's some challenges in in front of you as well, and I, and I want to know what those might be. What do you think are your most pressing challenges right now, both technical and and business? I can't think of any because. Well, it's all the same uh, things <clears throat> with uh, our next projects, mm -hmm. just one another time. Okay, <laughs> definitely. And so there's no, you, you, there's no preview, no sneak peek as to what might be next. Is there going to be a Blaze Rush too? Um, are you guys going to go to? Android, Samsung Gear, maybe? What's, uh... Well, <clears throat> uh, I can tell that we are considering pushing it on 
other platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have uh, uh, the new projects we didn't announce yet. Uh, so stay tuned and you'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess we will. Um, and yeah, when can people... You know, where where can people look to this? Is this are you guys on Twitter and do you have a place for people to, people to contact like a Facebook page? Well, uh I'm sure we have uh posts of them. Mhm. There is company Twitter. Cool. And I will make sure I add that in the show notes. Um so yeah, let's talk about something more uh Relaxing. Well, you said your your video game your your hobbies before starting this were video games. And I do you do you have a list or what are your fra- your like three favorite games of all time? What do you what would you say oh, if I uh, asked you? Uh, I was uh, meaning the developing games and modding and uh, stuff like that. Oh. Well, do you play games? So, uh, sure, but. But uh, I also like, well, um, messing around with modding, with uh, engines, and experimenting, making prototypes, and that's, well, sorry, that's Sometimes it can be uh, even more fun than actually playing a finished game. I also uh, very like uh, well indie games and uh, well uh, games that uh, people making in their free time. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite game that you can think of off the top of your head? Favorite indie game? Uh, well. <clears throat> There was a game uh, called Outer Wilds, mm-hmm. uh, and it was uh, well, great discovery of this year. It's a free game. Well, it's a, like uh, prototype uh, of some bigger project uh, this guy is doing, and uh, well, it's really great hmm. cool and what about you Igor do you have any favorite games that you uh, of course I do uh, <laughs> and of course all that old game like My Dead Magic or I don't know Fallout a beloved one but uh, if if I mention uh, new games uh, and that will be a primary indie game too uh, for example, uh, my beloved game is Binding of Isaac, you know. Tell me and, about this. Uh, oh, you know, <laughs> that is a very famous uh, roguelike game. Okay. Uh, and another can be, I don't know, the Transistor, for example. Uh, it is very polished and atmosphere, atmospheric game. Wow. Uh, uh, and you know, I, I, I can mention now uh, new AAA titles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I can't. Okay, no worries. So, 
Yeah, let's uh, let me ask you about Blaze Rush, the the mechanic, the gameplay mechanic, really cook up in, in the game because I'm um I I really I really fell in love with the gameplay. The I mean, there's just so much fun. It's it's happening so fast, and I think one of my favorite things about your game is the fact that you know I could be doing really bad, you know, in a race. I could be doing really bad. And you have the items by stroke of luck that could equalize you with with the first place person at any time, and that's really cool. That's really compelling. The fact that you have, you know, this um, you 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 have these equalizers in the form of items. How did you, you know, what was the process of creating a game that is balanced? Like, how do you create a well balanced game like Blaze Rush? Uh, well. Uh... At the start of the project, uh, I thought that, uh, well, the most fun in racing game is uh, when uh, several cars uh, are driving close to each other, but uh, there is, uh, uh, well, If you want a fun racing game, you have to make it happen in, well, all ways uh, you can. Well, and uh, most of the arcade racing game uh, trying to, well, do it. For example, in Mario Kart, there is uh, these boxes with question marks uh, and... uh, uh, they obviously doing the same thing, like uh, player who felt oh, well in the who driving in the very back, uh, he gets the uh, best well boosters like bullet mm-hmm. build power up who uh, which just picks him up and uh, moving him well. Uh, as fast as he can, and uh, uh, with Blaze Rush, we're doing pretty much the same, uh, but uh, well, in slightly different way. And there is a, also a catch-up um, mechanic, uh, which was uh, uh, made for uh, uh, shared screen co-op. Uh, being possible uh, it was pretty rough but uh, we, we tried to achieve uh, this uh, well equalize the players in all ways we can uh, and so this catch-up mechanic uh, wouldn't well disturb you this much the most powerful uh, think uh, was uh, equalizing the max speed of uh, all cars hmm. because well that's that's not so obvious uh, but uh, when if you can uh, well slightly different uh, maximum speed uh, for cars in racing game uh, if the person with uh, a faster car uh, uh, made it to the uh, to the first place that's it he will uh well uh, he will grow this uh 
gap between uh, other players and uh, well, he will win unless he will uh, make a mistake and uh, so equalizing maximum speed was uh, well, the strongest decision we had uh, early in the project. Yeah, the boosters were were a huge part of the game, but I think the weapons make it that much more fun. I think the Gatling gun and the the missiles. My favorite thing is, you know, you, you I get a missile, a home homing missile, and the missile's about to hit me, and you do this twitch thing, and you can lose the missile and let it go uh, past you, and it's super satisfying to like lose a missile or or get chased by a gatling gun and you're like you know you you're lose you're about to lose control but you gain it back and you're still ahead it's so satisfying the weapons are really good because if you time it right you know some of these require some skill i think you can do a lot of damage and i i really like that i think there's a level of um there's a there's a level of of ability that you can develop when using the weapons and that's really cool Again, good job on balancing out the weapons. Is there is there a weapon that you have specific that you like the most over the others? Well, uh, on weapons, uh, the old project was uh, for me, for us, uh, like mm, the the bad example of uh, weapons in arcade game of this type because there was a uh, well health bar and. Uh, uh, what, for example, Gatling Gun did just, uh, well, uh, lowering this health bar. So you, like, you're driving behind someone, you're shooting him, and uh, uh, the particle effect and uh, the health bar uh, shrinking is the all the things that happened. And with... Uh, on a new project, uh, well, we decided that uh, physical impact, like uh, physical impulse, should be the main effect of weapons. Mm -hmm. And uh, health and damage should be the second. And when we implemented uh, the first weapons, uh, Gatling Gun and the Soul, we played around and we saw that there is no place for health bar. It plays just fine without them. And for that time on, uh, the, every weapon in the game uh, was supposed to have only well physical effect. And uh, about favorite, I don't know. I... I well like them all. Hmm. I ticket them around. Well, uh, the missile is obviously the the strongest one, but it also uh, well it's also fun with someone misses with it because well he got the uh, strongest weapon in the game and he fired it in and. He missed. That's hmm. that's always funny. Yeah, my favorite one was uh, I was I was coming off of a curve, 
and I was on a straightaway and I get hit by the missile and the missile launches me on the straight track to first place. And I was able to get to first place by getting launched by the missile. Because if, if the missile hits you in the right spot, not only are you getting launched, but you're getting launched past the track into the abyss. And that you're yeah. losing time there too. My favorite, one another thing that is just that was thrilling, thrilling about the game was there's, these, there's this giant tractor thing that is chasing you. And this thing is fucking huge and you were just going you know running away from for it from for dear life because it's it's it has spikes and it'll just devour you and my favorite moment some of my favorite moments were being right at the edge right at the edge just about to get destroyed by the tractor and then i pick up a booster and i fly away and i take first place i think those were like those were moments where i was like jumping off of my seat because i was you know, just filled with adrenaline. So, so things like that were really, really powerful in delivering a very good experience. Are you planning on incorporating perhaps, you know, Blaze Rush Two or whatever project more things like that, like um, you know, that 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 tertiary obstacle, like the tractor? Inspiring game uh, of that kind was oddly Worms. Uh, huh. This is game where failing is uh, equally fun uh, than succeeding, uh, and you with making a mistake, you can damage your team uh, more than uh, well your enemy ever <laughs> could. Yeah. And well, we we tried to did uh, the same thing in Blaze Rush where you can, well, uh, help someone out uh, by shooting him. You can throw him to the first place or you can save him from, well, dying under the giant rolling thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and, well, um, uh, the, this gameplay is uh, the simple knockout race. And uh, we had it in our previous projects, but uh, it was just, well, some icon floating uh, under your car and the timer, timer ticking. And after that, your uh, car was eliminated from the race. Mm -hmm. uh, and here we had, well, constant... Uh, mm, constant track uh, width and I decided well we can put some uh, something on a track to show that uh, well uh, this line will kill you and uh, uh, I saw well the physical some physical thing that uh, will well definitely looks like it will kill you will work much better than any well, overlay or interface or abstract well, line or icons and well it worked really well, well uh, watching people see it for the first time was well <laughs> one of the greatest uh, feedback we had after releasing the game.
Awesome. The, yes. Most most of the uh, well reviews and let's plays uh, have uh, the uh, well last level uh, they play in their video the first level which have uh, this rolling thing. And that must be a good well, feeling. To be able to see like let's players and people around the world playing your game and seeing what uh, you know, seeing people react to something that you created. Yeah, uh, especially the well, it's a uh, well, it's a bad example of uh, well, reviews when the people just uh, launch the game the first time. Uh, on record and uh, start uh, to figuring things out and it's always well not really interesting to watch uh, mm. but it's the it's really valuable for developers because it, it uh, make you see all your mistakes because well you see how people struggle to well figure out some things the first time mm -hmm. and that's that's teach you just very well on your mistakes yeah for sure and going back to blaze rush really quick I, I, it seems like you guys have created a very balanced very fun formula like you guys nailed a really fun game mechanic and it's well balanced and it's really good and addictive so going forward you know is this something that this formula is this you know what you're done with blaze rush <clears throat> and uh you know and all the different weapon systems and the boosters and you know the maps like like there's a formula to this and i wonder is this something that you can improve in the future or do you think that this is something that needs to stay pure and and just you know, work with the fundamentals what do you think well uh on the balance i don't think it was uh that complex or that hard because uh any player can get any power up in each race uh, and well any any power up your enemy can get uh so that's just uh, random events evening uh, everything out. Mm -hmm. uh, because, well, imagine, for example, uh, a game mode where each player should uh, pick up one weapon uh, for the whole race. I don't think there will be that much balance because uh, everyone will stick to the missile or there well uh, there there will be some weapons that won't be that popular well sonic wave for example so well <laughs> that's that much about balance when you have arcade game with uh, power-ups falling from the sky that's just that everyone can pick any power-up and use it. Cool. And uh, about formula, well, uh, it was 
really fun to make coach co-op game. Uh, it was uh, really fun to test it uh, in a studio. Uh, from from the very early uh, prototypes, uh, well, having people playing on one screen, playing uh, well, in one room uh, was really fun, mm -hmm. even when there was not much to play in. And uh, well, well, I really want to make the games of that kind, and I have a lot of ideas for for another games uh, of that kind, or even for well, Blazor sequel, but I I can't promise uh, it by now. Okay, well, Reddit is listening. Uh, and I'm sure they'll have something to say about this uh, this 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 predicament we're in. Uh, Blaze Rush sequel, hopefully. Crossing my fingers. So, Blaze Rush, uh, is there going to be updates? Are you guys doing any more like DLC, or are you adding any more maps, or is this it? Are you moving on to the next thing? Well. Uh, as I said, we are moving to another platforms okay. uh, and uh, about additional content. There wasn't plans for that uh, before release. Uh, we even, well, we even uh, didn't did uh, DLC support uh, to, well, to release game uh, as fast as we can. So, as I said in AMA, uh, there are not going to be uh, huge updates uh, in the near future. But, uh, well, doing other platforms, we can update, well, PC version with some neat features, you know, that was uh, well highly demanded by community. Hmm. Sweet. Well, uh, that probably is about as many questions as I have for now. Gentlemen, you guys have been true scholars and gentlemen of virtual reality. I have to thank you for your time. I'm going to include all the links that uh, are relevant to your website and your game in the show notes. Do you have any other things that are in the back of your head that you'd like to add for the listeners? before we close things off? Well, um, thank you, Chris, for inviting us. And we really hope that we, well, <laughs> that at least someone can uh, understand us. And, oh, you uh, did fine. You guys are good. No worries. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> and that was interesting experience. And uh, we, well, I, uh, that, that was like uh, the third time in my life I ever uh, spoke with someone in English. Really? You did time. really well. Just so you know, you did really well. And now hundreds of people are going to listen to you. No biggie, no pressure. But you did well. And I, you got your point across. And I'm really glad I got to speak to you. Because you guys, um, you and Igor have created one of my favorite games for VR. And I thank you for that. So, um, 
yeah, keep keep doing what you're doing. I'm really I'm really glad that you guys had the time to come on the show. Once again, thank you for your time, gentlemen. Thank you, Chris. Cool. I think that's it. Bam. All right. <laughs> um, nice. Dude, your game is is really fun. I really do like it. Uh, this might still be recorded, recording, because um, I do this weird thing where I don't, where I sort of edit, but I do edit. Um, it just depends. Yeah. And, dude, I, 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 what? So this game is like a a track of little cars going around. Like, did you watch Mad Max or a movie like that? Like, what was the the thing that inspired you to create this? You know, crazy car you know, dystopian world? Uh, well, I like Mad Max movies, uh, <laughs> especially the second one. <laughs> oh, well, uh, as, as I uh, said, the first idea was uh, a rock and roll racing remake and uh, uh, most of the sketches was made uh, to well, mimic that uh and uh, well, uh, most of the cars was uh, modeled by one person and, uh, in our studio, and well, that's uh, his uh, well vision. Uh, there, there was the art director uh, and uh, well, the guy who made all the cars and the. Well, <laughs> they just well uh, did some napkin sketches and then well started to model. Mm, nice. Are you still there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Say say hi to your art director, art guy that created your cars because he's really talented um, and I really like them, especially the dog one. There's a guy that looks like a dog or a red panda or some sort of raccoon-looking thing. Yeah, that's my favorite car. Well, the the Charter's portraits was drawn by art director himself. Sweet, 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 sweet. You seem, it seems like uh, you have. A... And well, uh, we had a page on our uh, eternal website where everyone uh, could submit. Well. Early in the project, uh, we had this page where everyone could submit their ideas for cars and characters, and uh, it's it was like mood board with all the uh, different images with wired creatures and uh, uh, well different types of locomotion. Like well, screw drive was uh, uh, well idea we had pretty early huh. yeah i well, like that do that again if you ever have a chance to involve your fans to throw some suggestions i'd love to you know well uh, not fans it was well uh, eternal website oh. uh, and it was uh, made by well people uh, in the studio but in the studio okay okay maybe next time you can have a twitter um raffle like who has the best uh, design and then you choose sure, we, we, we even got some uh, letters from uh, well uh, uh, players uh, suggesting some well, uh, vehicle designs huh. well, that's cool yeah. 
Awesome. Okay, cool. Well, this is me. Let's uh, let's stay in touch. Yeah, I will let you know when I'm gonna 